Hello, everyone. Welcome to Clean Comedy Matters. I'm your host, P.T. Bratton. Thank you for joining us today. Today on the show, we're excited to have Mike Goodwin, Mr. Bowtie Comedy himself. Uh, <laughs> what you're not going to do is not listen to the rest of this show. Okay. <laughs> listen, Mike Goodwin has appeared on America's Got Talent, Drybar Comedy, Lifetime, BET, Amazon Prime, TBN, Daystar, USA, The Word Network, and Circle TV. And he's also been featured on Sirius FM, um, the, 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 uh, and the, that Sounds Fun podcast tour with Annie F. Downs and the USO Europe Comedy Tour. This man has been putting in work for a while, and we're so blessed to have him on the show with us today. Please put your hands together and help me welcome Mike Goodwin. PT. Yes. What up, man? Thanks for having me. <laughs> man, I'm so happy to have you on the show, man. I um. I don't know if you know this, but when I first started doing comedy, you you were the headliner for the first show. Um, I was I was the the guy who booked me is one of my comedy mentors. I love him uh, for just giving me the opportunity. But to be in the room with you and Cletus and Bernard, um, what year was that? Th Lord, that was twenty fifteen. Oh wow! Yeah, and y'all were so chill. Like I'm sitting in the room. And I'm like, y'all are, y'all been on TV, y'all open for big people, y'all, and, and you were just real people. And I was just so, I needed that. I needed that to be my first experience so that I would keep going. Cause I know if, if y'all was like rude and whatnot, I would have been like, nah, this ain't for me. <laughs> Sit on there, Come young on, man. Go, you would have kept going. You would have kept going, man. <laughs> go get me some water. <laughs> <laughs> what are you in the green room for? Get out. Why are you talking to the talent? You know, I would have been like, <laughs> <laughs> get this dude out of here, man. No, it was where cool, is man. the cocaine? That's what <laughs> right. Yeah, I'm glad Christian comedians. <laughs> you ain't gotta, I'm not gonna say always, but this time I didn't have to work. <laughs> I can't speak for all believers, but this one was good. This was good, man. So, man, I seen you, you've been doing great things. I've been following you, cheering you on. Um, I'm I'm off script just a little bit, but I AGT. I mean, I was rooting for you hard, man. I was like, this is because I feel like if you win, we all win. Like, yeah, everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell tell us a little bit about that experience. Like, it was a long process, wasn't it? Yeah. So I think part of it was we were in the pandemic, so I had an opportunity to submit some some clips. Now, I don't think I would have done it had I not been grounded, like there wasn't really much going on. So that gave me an opportunity to do some things I probably wouldn't have normally done because I'm not the talent show guy. I'm not a competition guy. I mean, maybe comedy competitions, but I probably have done a handful of comedy competitions. Like I haven't done variety shows and talent shows and those types of things. But I submitted and, and got a call and they booked a date for me to come to Pasadena at the time where they were taping. And I feel like it was a little odd because we were socially distanced. We still had to take COVID tests. We really were not, you know, one thing I, I've seen about America's Got Talent, they had kind of a camaraderie of the competition. So, you know, folks were kind of cheering each, other's on, each other on. In our year, we were really kind of, socially distanced and, and that kind of was discouraged a little bit because we were you know still trying to figure out what was going on with corona so that was that was different but just the whole experience i think 
my time, you know, prior to going and doing it had prepared me for that moment. I had Ooh. been doing comedy at that point, probably for 14 years, 14, 15 years. I've probably been doing it full time for, for at least 10 years at that time. And so Ooh. that moment was, it was daunting and it could be overwhelming, but I think I had, you know, gotten my comedy chops to a place where I could go on that stage and, and, and execute. Yeah. Yeah. And it's funny when I got two points that you, they're very interesting. I don't know if you saw my face. Uh, you said 14, 15 years and you've been doing comedy for about 10. I'm like, so you, you weren't doing comedy that long in the grand scheme of things before you, you said, I'm going to do this full time. Right. Uh, wow. Yeah, I've been doing it full time far longer. So I've been doing it full time for 10 years, but I've probably been doing it for 15 years total. Wow. Wow. That's yeah, that that takes faith right there. Um, because it, 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 we're gonna talk about let's talk about that journey, man. Like, how do you for aspiring comics? Um, and a lot of the comics I run into, they're all trying to get into the clubs, but the clubs don't pay. Like, if you're trying to be a full-time comic starting out. Th that might not be the best paying gig. Like they'll book you, but they might not be paying for your hotel. Um, can, can you speak to that a little bit? Like how did you approach that? Like, okay, I'm going full time. Yeah, that's a great question. So I started comedy at the, I was 28 at the time. Mm -hmm. So I had a wife. I think I had a daughter at that point. She might've been one or on the way. Like it was, she was pretty, pretty young. And the first time I did, I did it, I did an open, not an open mic, but I did a New Year's Eve, New Year's Eve service at my church. So mm -hmm. I, I attend church with Akintunde, who is a, a seasoned professional. So at that point in his career, he was transitioning from secular comedy to Christian comedy. Ooh. And we were serving together in the media ministry. And I just was running ideas by him. Like I never really aspired to be a comedian. So I would run jokes and thoughts by him. And he let me do that for probably 30 days. I mean, it was probably a month. And then one day he said, hey, man, you got some really funny stuff. Either you do this material and get paid or I do this material and I'm not going to give you any money. And so I pretty much got devoed on the stage <laughs> what I could do today. So I went from doing that New Year's Eve service, which was at my own church and I was a surprise guest. So people did not know who the person was that mm. was gonna be, cause Akintunde was headlining, but they were like, hey, we got a surprise guest. And so I was beloved in my church. You know, I'm a good brother, good one. People know me, I'm a funny guy. So I go up and I do this seven minute set and get like a standing ovation, probably more so because of the familiarity than my talent. Right. Like they just, it was decent. And that's how like, I bless your heart. Yeah. yeah, that's how I do. <laughs> and it was probably better than they had anticipated. So they stand an ovation. So then I bombed for the next two years. I was just mm. awful. I was all, absolutely terrible. But I can tune date took me and a couple of other guys on the road. And we really did like a comedy internship for probably about two years. So okay. I was being booked because at that time they had a, a talent agency that they were trying to develop. So I was getting many of the gigs that I can tune. They probably was turning down or, or, you know, low offers that they couldn't afford him. Right. So I was getting booked pretty quick. Like, I, I mean, I got booked 
probably the next month from when I did our, our church. And in addition to that, he was taking us on the road, me and two other guys on the road to open for him. And so mm. that was just a great training for me. And I knew the first time I went on stage that this was something I wanted to do. Like I found purpose when I went on that stage. I like I went up there and when I came down, I had a lot of questions, but I had a lot of answers. And one of the mm. answers I knew, I said, man, I got to figure out how to do this for the rest of my life. Because I knew in that moment that my purpose was connected to what I what I would be doing on stage with comedy. So you know, I'm working, I, you know, I still have a full-time job. And I tell people this too, especially young comics or, or folks that are aspiring to do anything. Quit being so antsy to leave your job, man. People get into this. Like I, I used to say that the, I would fund the dream until the dream was able to fund itself. And that meant mm. I'm gonna work at my job. I'm gonna do what I gotta do to fund the dream because the dream, I mean, I, I, I wasn't getting booked. I wasn't getting the type of money, like you said, clubs or opportunities to, I had a wife, a mortgage. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. that antsiness of like wanting to leave the job, man, max that job out. That that's one of the things I would encourage folks. Are you doing the max at your job? Are you mm -hmm. doing as much as you can do? Even when, before I left my job, I, I look back at it. I should have created some programs at my job that I would have been able to market to the marketplace mm -hmm. when I left. Cause I had, I worked at a school. So I had students, I had teachers. I could have been pro pro proposing ideas right, and testing it out in that very place that I was getting, getting paid for. So I was committed to paying off debt, you know, so I, I really got serious. I mean, I knew, I knew that first time I said, man, I gotta, I gotta, this is, what I'm supposed to be doing. So my mind immediately goes to solutions like, okay, what do I need to do? Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, I got to pay off debt. So we, me and my wife, we became very aggressive, not at that moment, but probably maybe three years later about paying down debt. So that when I had an opportunity to make the leap full time, that it would not be because there was a financial reason. You know, a lot of right. times folks, decide not to do something primarily because the money and then the other thing is the benefits you know folks are like okay right. we can get this money but this health care mm -hmm. how are mm -hmm. we gonna pay for this insurance and so <laughs> i just started to number one get better like i just mm. kept getting on stage and i had an interesting experience because starting with akintunde he wasn't doing clubs so i didn't do mm. a club and so I was like four years in. I was four wow. years in doing stand-up before I stepped foot in the club. I remember taking a comedy class in Charlotte at the Comedy Zone. And at that point, I probably had been doing comedy for five years. So I'm in the Christian circles. I was at least headlining because, you know, you, you, it's just you on a show. You know, somebody mm -hmm. bring you to their event. Right. So at that moment in time, I had at least 40 45 minutes of material that I was doing at these churches. And it was good material. And I remember going to this comedy class and the guy was going around the room, asking people how much time they had. And I was like, I got 45 minutes. And you know, you would have thought 
I called his wife a woman of the night. <laughs> it was like 45 minutes, right? And I was like, no, right. no, like legit 45 minutes. And so he really was like, nah, you don't have 45 minutes. You might have 20. Like, I mean, he was really mm. kind of uh, dismissive of, of my time. And I was just joining the churches. So the, the speed of clubs and churches are definitely different. Different, yep. But I had, like I said, I spent four years in churches or doing birthday parties, the family events, family reunions, those types of things. So when I crossed over to clubs, I think clubs allowed me to become sharper. Mm-hmm. And and I got all the fluff out because I had a lot of fluff, you know, in churches, people are very forgiving. Yep. In clubs, not so much. Clubs, you got to get to it. Right. And so Absolutely. that started to that started to hone me better in terms of my on the stage. I, I, I often say I felt like like churches are kind of like college football and clubs are the NFL. And so the mm. speed of the game. Right. It's just it's just at neck breaking speed like yeah everybody's good and every crowd's a tough crowd like you just need to show up put your helmet on and be ready to go to work whereas college games you know we might have all week you might have a (laughs) cupcake or something like that so that that was my i think that was my initial that was my initial um my initial process but as i've developed and gotten older i have a better perspective of especially making it profitable making this you know what we do profitable oh absolutely and i think that when you when you talked about that that leads into my next question about how do you how do you characterize yourself or categorize yourself are you do you consider yourself a christian comedian or are you just a clean comedian who who happens to be a christian and I asked that question because everybody, we got like two different camps of people and they have valid reasons on both sides. Right. I'm neither one of them. Okay. I'm, cool. <laughs> I'm just a comedian. <laughs> just a, okay. So we got three camps. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a three camp. I'm the three camp guy. I'm the guy that's like, I'm a basketball player. I'm a hooper. So if you ask somebody, if they are hooper, like, right. hey man, you a point guard, you a, you a center. No, I hoop. So <laughs> I and play ball. So that's my perspective with comedy when when I do answer that question like I mean I started as a Christian comedian like I you know if you looked at my advertising marketing things it was Christian comedian Mike Goodwin and then so I did that again I started in churches I started doing comedy with a person that had vehemently was opposed to the clubs like I it wasn't even just like his conviction he was like anybody that's around me not doing club type thing so (laughs) I was kind of, <laughs> I was kind of forced, not forced, but you know, that, that was the environment in which I, right. I was brought up into. But I think as I've, I've gotten older or, or, or kind of made my way through my career, I'm just comedian. And then so now, yeah, you'll find out that I'm a Christian. You'll find out that I cl- I'm clean. But what I want you to spend the most time thinking about is, is he funny? Like, right. is he right. hilarious? And so- whether or not all those other things, because I, I mean, I have feelings about the Christian group because, you know, those folks. And, you know, this is a broad paintbrush, but there were some folks in that in that when they, they hold on to that Christian comedy thing often aren't focused on the craft. They're more focused mm. on the Christian part like and 
if you put as much attention in the comedy as you do to Christian, and, and I may even not as much, but I want you to be well versed in the comedy. So what happens right. in the Christian circles, the Christian comedian will get up and if it's not going well, they want to share their testimony. Well, look, Pastor Bennett didn't bring you to Sacramento, California. Right, right, right. <laughs> your testimony. He didn't. <laughs> they got a whole church full of people <laughs> that they can share their testimony. They brought you here for a specific reason. And so many of, of, of folks that, that say they're Christian, which, and I, and I say the same thing. Like, I mean, if, if you want a Christian comedian for this booking, I'm a Christian comedian, but in terms of how I'm out here introducing myself to the marketplace or saying who I am, Christian's not in front of, of the comedy part. And clean's not in front of the comedy part either. It's just, I'm a comedian. So right. much similar to being a basketball player. I just hoop. So if I need to go get a bucket, I mean, I prefer to be in the paint. I prefer right. to do, you know, body up. But if I got to go out and shoot some 15 footers and I got to do something else, I'll make the adjustment. But I definitely I get so frustrated with the Christian comedians because we should be exceedingly abundantly above. Like we should, we have a supernatural mm -hmm. advantage. We have the Holy Spirit. We have a relationship right. with God. Like, why is your comedy mediocre? Like, so that's the only in the challenge. Oh, they don't go to certain places. I don't go to this club and the people can't drink. I, hey man, where's darkness at? Cause you like, but I, I'm not I'm not the guy to get in nobody's face and say, hey, you know, right. You want to do Christian shows in front of Christians. And that's that's your business. But um, don't go out here and lose gigs for people because you was horrible. And then now this church said we never are booking another Christian comedian again. Well, I think the funny thing for me, I, I feel like when you said where is darkness, I, I mean, we've had more church in the club than we have. It, and I mean, honestly, because when I get up and I tell them I'm a pastor, I used to be a pastor and I make a joke about it. And afterwards, people come up. Are you really a pastor? And I've had people ask me, where you where where you preach at? I want to go to I want to come you, to your church. Right. So it's like and that would have never happened if I stayed inside the four walls, just telling jokes to we tell jokes to each other. And I, I know that's some people's conviction, but it's it's actually for me the opposite. Like I've been in the clubs. And now that people have seen me in the clubs, now they're like, hey, can you come to our church? Which is interesting, you know what I mean? Because I think the way church people kind of, because even though you're your church, a lot of them listen to comedians who are not clean. And so when you talk about bringing comedy in the church, they get nervous. They're like, I don't know, because they think comedy is only blue and it's only vulgar. Um, so when they find somebody like me and they're like, oh, well, he was just at the club. And I saw him on 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 the gram, you know, on on the book. And oh, he was at a club, and but he's a pastor. Okay, and then they're like, well, let's. So it's working in reverse for me. But I'm like, I just want to tell jokes, and I want to bring people joy. Um, but I love the we talked about like, don't be lazy, don't you know, really really appreciate the craft and take it seriously because your comedy, if you're funny. I know you got your target audience. That that goes without saying. 
but I think you can be funny across multiple platforms if if you if you really work on the jokes. Yeah, you know and if mean? you're excellent, you get more opportunity. So so I think what every comedian, every entertainer that goes into this genre, they want a bigger platform, they want more opportunity, and they want more income. So why not be excellent at the craft? Like you you can't short circuit the the work and i think that the unfortunate part of what comedy does people are so committed at looking what at what other people are doing so you you Mm -hmm. like oh that guy has the formula let me go do a version of that Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. no man that guy's being his authentic unique self and so that has thrusted him that's what comedy is man people want they want truth they want authenticity so if you look over at X comedian and be like, oh, he's doing he's doing videos online. Let me go do the videos online. And that's not who you are. Mm-hmm. Or you're trying to be a version of another comedian that you think is at a place that you want to be. You're you're not you're diluting who you are to try to be something that's already effective. Like it's it's kind of like I see a lot of people doing like the brown knockoff, like they dress up. <laughs> Brown from Tyler Perry. Yeah. And it's like, why would you do that? Like, why are you a version of someone else as opposed right. to like being a hundred percent yourself? Yeah. And so it, it comes, it becomes it's frustrating. I'm a very, I'm a very frustrated believer <laughs> because I've been in the faith a long time and I recognize that our sanctification and 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 where we uh, desire to be more like Christ is a process. And sometimes mm-hmm. folks show up like, "Oh, everything should be all packaged for me, and I should be ready to go see the king." Like, no, you're not. If that was the case, when you got saved, they'll have a coffin there. My pastor, is <laughs> right? <gone. laughs> like, just like that. It's time to go. Yeah. <laughs> There's no more need for you in the earth. Like. Your story inspires other people. So the fact that you don't want to tell people that you were in an abusive relationship won't give someone else the freedom to walk out of their abusive relationship or to mm. walk out of their debt that they had since college or their abortion or whatever bad decision that they made. Like, use your life and just be funny about it. I mean, I see a lot, of, especially Christian comedians, super political now. And mm. it's not funny. Like you could talk about whatever you want to talk about. Please be funny, man. Just, just be <laughs> hilarious. I, I, Mike, t- Mike, talk talk about that for a minute because I I've seen uh, at open mics. We actually host C three host a virtual open mic, and people will come on. And I think the people that come on our mic are a little better at it. But it's, a lot of comics get up and they say stuff that's that's funny to them. And nobody else laughs. And they continue to say it. And it's like, if no one else finds it humorous, you, it may not be funny. It you know? might not be fun. I, I, I counted that very early in my career. I was writing comedy to me. But I'm on stage. Mm-hmm. I'm not sitting <laughs> in the seats. So I'm not buying tickets. I'm not right. out there. So why? <laughs> if, now, again, the, I should find what I'm doing to be enjoyable, which I do. 
Right. But I need to talk to the people that sit in the audience. And I, I, I just I just from the my orientation of 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 stand up and orientation of work. Mm-hmm. When I got involved with with stand up comedy, like you said earlier, I want to make people laugh. I want folks to come to my show, have an outstanding time for that hour, hour and a half. And then I want you to go back to your, your, your regular life. I don't want you to vote a particular way. I don't want you to buy a particular brand of clothes. I don't want you to have particular foods in your refrigerator. Like, hey, man, come and enjoy this craft, this skill, this mm-hmm. routine that I've honed and worked very hard on yeah. to present to you. I'm like a chef. I'm going mm. to present to you a tremendous four-course meal. It's just verbal. This is a verbal four-course meal, and I want you to enjoy it. I don't know if anybody goes to the restaurant and say, hey, man, who's that chef voting for in this election? Like, <laughs> no, man, I like the steak there. Like, yeah, they made right. great steak. That's why I'll go. If I want some steak, I'm going <laughs> to this restaurant. I'm not, I don't know what he does in his free time and what he watching on Netflix. And hey, man, I was on a good steak. So man, I hear you. I hear you. So if that and I but I understand in the social media time what that people do want to know. There's, we live in a no like and trust era, but I don't like everybody. I don't know everybody. You know, I don't. I don't even get I don't you know, people like. You know, I, you you watch somebody and they'll say, "I don't always agree with this," say, but this particular thing, I don't always agree with my wife. What that got to do with anything? Like, who do I? I don't always agree with me. What are we right. talking about? You don't agree with yourself. I'm just I don't agree. even agree with everything <laughs> I say. I say things and I'm thinking, man, you lying. You're yeah, yeah, you, yeah, that, yeah. You're not from the hood. Stop saying. What that. are you doing? <laughs> What are you talking about? And that's a good point, too. That's the other thing about me. I am the hoodest of hoods, but nobody would have a clue. They, I've I've been able to put this great Gatsby put together. People think I'm the son of a diplomat. The diplomat. Right, right. No, bro. If you saw where I came from, you would give me a hug. You would say, man, sorry, bro. <laughs> So that's the other thing, because I be in the white churches, brother, and people be like, how this fella sneak in here? Like, what is he in here? What is he doing? And then is you the look at you're like, he is a black dude. <laughs> like, he doing nothing crazy. It, he ain't over here shucking and jiving. <laughs> I heard you talk about that bow tie, man. Had me rolling, because it's like, you right. It just, people, people perceive you differently. They're like, hold on, he got a, a cardigan and a bow tie. This this is this is one of the good ones. Yeah, like you just got on glasses. <laughs> he speaks so well. He's so yes! articulate and eloquent in his. Hey man, I've practiced. <laughs> I don't want any trouble. Right. I don't want no smoke. I tell oh. a, I tell a joke. I tell a joke about my glasses and talk about how you know you ain't never seen no thug with glasses. I mean, all you gotta do is knock them off. Like, right. <laughs> and now you Velma. From we gonna Scooby-Doo. spend <laughs> we gonna spend the majority of the fight looking for our glasses, like blocking people out. Hey, hey, don't move. All right, stop. <laughs> so I gotta fight you and go home and get beat up by my mom because I done broke another pair of glasses. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, real talk. Bro, right, you look, can't man. be tough wearing glasses, man. Like, you cannot. 
You cannot. <laughs> you know, is this certain people you should leave alone? Like the person that peels an apple with a knife, leave, with a, leave that dude alone, man. That's, <laughs> that's a natural born killer. This lady's yes, in there yes. talking to you. Yeah. Peeling an apple with a knife? I'm talking about symmetrically. Hey, man. Yeah. Yeah, this man yeah. has been well trained in martial arts and <laughs> death and man destruction, alone. man. <laughs> like, I love he's it. Whistling, feeling <laughs> skin, man. Oh, nah, I don't want no problem. I don't want no problem, sir. You got to pick up them, them hints, them clues. <laughs> people let you know. Leave, hey, leave the, the people to work out at the gym and denim. Leave them people alone, man. <laughs> leave them alone, man. He lied with a tear his whole club apart, like this whole gym. <laughs> the boy got on denim and work boots, man. Leave him alone, man. He got pressure. He got <laughs> issues in his life, man. Let that man be. <laughs> The man, people on the like, other street to have a conversation, they the only one that lead the people alone, man. Right. Oh, that's yeah, that's hey. a show now. Like, no, no, hey, I just walked right on by you, baby. Man. Are you talking to me? Like, I, like <laughs> they get a little louder when they get around people. Like, oh, man, we not. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. I cross over the other side. I'm that, yeah, yeah. I, I I'm that, that person in scripture that yeah. I cross over. <laughs> I don't want that. Problem. I don't want that problem. <laughs> Mike, you have given some great tips, uh, but I just, I just, we do this segment at the end of the show where we, we ask, it's so much negativity in the world, especially in the world of comedy, and we want you to give a piece of advice to up and coming comics, and, and we like to call this Tell Me Something Good. So Mike, tell me something good. Tell me something good. You know, what's interesting is, I don't know who the up and comics, up and comics I'm talking to, right? So, so what I mean by that is, I if you if you ask me for advice, I'm I'm talking to people that really want to be successful in the game. Like mm -hmm. I don't there's some people that don't want they want the shortcut. They want to be famous, they want to pick up girls, they want to hang around the like, I'm talking to people that really want to create a career and make a living and, and do those things. So so let's be clear. If you just want to be an open micer and do your set every week, then I'm not talking to you because you need to do new jokes. You need to go and fail. This is something I tell up and coming comments. Fail at the open mic so you don't have to fail at your show. If you sit mm. up at the open mic doing your set, then you get to the show and your set don't work. Like, what do you what do you got? You out of mm. gas. So I'm yeah. so sick of people coming to open mics doing their set. And then and I just recently had a, a fella come up to me talking about, yeah. I'm the you the second best comic tonight, bro. I am up here shooting with my left hand. What are you talking about? I am it. doing no material. I'm, I'm trying material out. Right. He's not I'm not my competing. Left hand. I ain't never heard that before. I like I, I'm shooting my left hand. When I go to open mic, I am shooting with my left hand, and I'm a right-handed person. Yes. <laughs> I'm dribbling with my left hand. Shoot with my left hand. I'm trying to cross you over with the left. I, All yeah, leg layups, <laughs> left hand layups. I know I can. I know my right hand works. It right. is very evident. Mm -hmm. I'm going left all night. I'm gonna dribble the ball <laughs> on my foot. I'm gonna go short. Like <laughs> this is what I'm doing. So, but I, I, here's a few things I think about, and and I, here's the things I wish somebody would have told me when I got started. The first thing I want to tell people is invest in yourself. Take that little bit of money that you making, get business cards, get a website, 
don't go buy whatever, like, like invest in your business, take courses, whatever you need to do, take acting classes, get a better looking shirt, get some good shoes that you only wear on stage. Like mm -hmm. if you got clothes that you wear all the time, like you don't have right. to pick out your stage clothes. I'm gonna need you to do that. I'm gonna need you to have at least one pair of shoes that you just wear on stage. It's okay. Mm -hmm. Get you some stage clothes or invest. I, you know, a buddy of mine said this recently and I was like, ah, that didn't really sound right. He said the best investment that we have is a house. And I was like, mm, I think so. I get far more return when I invest in myself. And, I, and I'm talking about go to conferences, go out of town, see other comics. You know, even if you like, I'm not going to move to L.A., go out to L.A. and just go out there and see what it looked like. See what the comedy scene is. Mm -hmm. Don't just be trying to be a success from your open mic situation. Like, go and broaden your horizon. So invest in yourself. Invest in yourself. Take whatever money that you're making and invest in yourself. The other thing I would say, Kill off stage. Nobody ever told me that. Mm. Everybody told me to kill on stage. Everybody mm -hmm. told me to rock the mic, to do my set, to do the thing. But nobody told me to be a good hang. Mm. Be somebody that's not running his mouth all the time when somebody got stories. Like, there's a hierarchy in comedy. If you're in a green room and there's a headline in there, be quiet. Just listen. Like, I know you got stories about the open mic with you and your boy went down, <laughs> went down to Richmond and did a show. Hey, man, I don't hear that. Y'all went over to Fredericksburg. Nobody want to hear that. Y'all went up to Prince George <laughs> County. Nobody want to hear none of that, man. You sitting up in there with a 30-year comedy veteran and you telling them, about a birthday party you did for this lady <laughs> with 17 sisters. Nobody, nobody, nobody want to hear that, man. <laughs> so be a good hang. Like, nobody tells people to kill off stage. Like, you don't have to be on. You don't have to do mm. your set. You don't have to try to be so mm -hmm. funny. I mean, I've seen people always trying to be funny in the green room and bomb on stage. I, I see mm. it's, it's, it's all, I'm telling you, if you in there, Green room, peacocking around. Oh boy, they ain't not ready for me to name, but to bring this, <laughs> but to bring this fire. Get right up there and stink up the whole joint. You, you up there looking like a lost puppy, man. Be like, you should have sat your behind down and thought about your material and your set. So, first, I would say invest in yourself. Second, I say kill off stage. And the other thing I would say is dream big, man. I, 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 I've fortunately and unfortunately am in a place in my career where I far extended where I want, I wanted to be a full-time comedian. Mm -hmm. Da -da. Like, right, right, right. I'm there. <laughs> so now I got to go reimagine a world mm -hmm. for myself. Like I got to yep. go and say, Hey man, what big dreams and goals you want? And and not the regular, I want to be Kevin Hart. Like, no, like, what do you want? Like, what type of fee you want to make? What type of venues you want to play? What type of audiences you want to be in front of? Like, 
like really truly dream and make goals because you can attain those things. You can you can really truly achieve them if you put in the work. So those are the three things I think that are, are very, very vital. I wish somebody would have told me another bonus part. Okay. Comics, young comics. If you want to move ahead, give and don't take. Mm. Give and don't take. So show up. Ask to work people tables. Ask to take pictures with the folks in their fan. Ask to, hey, can I pick you up from the airport? Take you to your hotel? Can I drive? You know, can I, if you, you let me get to get a guest set, I'll drive you to this. Give and don't take, man. Because hmm. if you give, folks gonna give back to you. Like folks hmm. ain't gonna just keep taking. They gonna give. So a lot of comments come in with their hands out. Mm-hmm. You take me on the red. Hey, man. What would I need to do to get management? Oh no, bro. Come in and and and, and young ladies, come in and, and give. Come in mm. and be quiet. Be a good hang. Quit running your mouth by these open mics, man. I'm over here about these 25 dollar shows y'all doing, man. I sell three t-shirts out of made more money than you done made, man. Stop. Stop. <laughs> And I'm going to just tell y'all, like, and I want you to like me. Like, you know, in Christian circles, I was at a funeral yesterday. The pastor got upset. I'm too anointed to be like, no, I want you to like me. I, I mm. need you to, I want to be liked. But understand, Mike Goodwin is going to be honest. I'm not yeah. going to mince words. I'm not going to hurt your feelings. I'm not trying to be, trying to be mean. But I'm telling you, bro, like, cut the foolery out, man. Stop the grandstanding. And comics have a great sense of, like, being self-important is like, no, nah, man, it's plenty out here for all of us. Right. And if you want to sit in here and fight and tussle over these gigs locally and, and the stuff that y'all having beefs with people and he stole my jokes and they said my girl, the Nick, man. Bro, let's go out here. Oh, so last one. This last one. I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to shut my mouth. This you sound like my, a Baptist preacher. Uh, <laughs> this one's about to close right here. How many doors is in this message, sir? So this is the last, this is what really revolutionized my career is when I stopped seeing myself as an artist and I started seeing myself as an entrepreneur. That's mm. a big thing. See yourself as a business. Yeah. If you start seeing yourself as a business, you will create more business opportunity. If you see yourself as a talent, you might get some more gigs, but you got to get getting gigs. When you see yourself as a as an entrepreneur, now, and don't neglect the craft. Now, some people, man, they can sell it, heck out some shows and they can fill a room and do all this stuff and they get on stage and stink up the joint. Like, you still don't neglect the craft. <laughs> you be a great business person and stink it up. We just be some, just get out of comedy then. It just be yeah, somebody's man. Just be a promoter. Just, just, be- yeah, just go out here and, and wheel and deal. But <laughs> don't neglect the craft. Man, that was... That was great. You gave us you gave us all that and then some. Uh, where can people find you? How can they follow you and see what you got coming up? I'm at the carpool line, uh, typically <laughs> at my children's uh, Monday through Friday. <laughs> I get that early. Not too. in South Carolina. I'll be yeah. If you're in South Carolina, just stop by the <laughs> elementary school over here. <laughs> I'm there by two fifteen. <laughs> school let out at three thirty, but I'm there early. So I get me. A, a book Netflix. I download a couple of a couple of episodes of Handmaid's Tale. <laughs> so you can check me out at mikegoodwin.com <laughs> on social media. I'm at Bowtie Comedy. 
on Instagram. That's probably where I hang out the most on mm-hmm. Facebook. I'm a comedian, Mike Goodwin. I do a word of the day, Monday through Friday. Uh, I have an Amazon special. What you're not going to do is not laugh at these jokes. But yeah, join my email list so you can get connected to me. Um, again, I'm at MikeGoodwin.com. I'm older, so I, sh- I was going to say HTTP. Oh, Lord. Backslash. <laughs> www unnecessary you, you could say <laughs> website when i said www worldwide web worldwide <laughs> web but just mygoodwin.com on all your social media all your internets out there on the beyonce and al Gore's internets <laughs> in the streets but look that that brings us to the end of this episode thanks again to mr mike goodwin for joining us today As always, thanks for listening to Clean Comedy Matters. If you enjoyed this show, please rate and review us on all podcast platforms and be sure to come back next time for another down and dirty conversation about the business of working clean. Until then, I'm P.T. Bratton. And don't forget, Clean Comedy Matters because comedy doesn't have to be foul to be funny. Peace.